The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. PlayStation. Welcome to the land of long live play, where greatness is always waiting. Welcome to the PlayStation Experience. It is I, not your host, That Ninja Dev, but it's your boy, Delvin Cox. And along with me for the ride, as always, the Miss Elizabeth to my macho man, the Sable to my Mark Mayo. Welcome back to the experience, Haley Nicole Miller. How you doing? Uh, you know, I'm awake. Also, I really have no idea what these wrestling references, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm always trying to throw, uh, every time they give questions, I switch up the answers, baby. That's another ref- wrestling reference. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> so how your week's been going? Uh, you, you know, uh, work last night was a little... Little interesting, you know, we had a 2100-piece truck, and then, um, you know, I unloaded almost an entire truck worth of freight after lunch. I literally unloaded our GM trailer, we finished at, like, 6.30, by the time I came back from lunch, I was on trucks. By the time I finished unloading the trucks, it was literally 10.30, and there was half an hour of the shift left. So they were just like, hey, why don't you pull the rest of the skids off the GM trailer? And I was like, all right, uh, all right, I'll take not loading an entire, not stocking for an entire day. That's very nice. I love it. And then I got really frustrated and could have used the drink. But literally all I have is like a slightly aged bottle of Jack. And uh, <laughs> I'd prefer to let it age a little more before I open it. Also, fair warning, the fourth chair might make her appearance because she's getting down off the bed, which means she'll probably yowl when she comes back in the room. <laughs> the fourth chair is always welcome, especially now she's been upgraded to the third chair because Dev's not here because he had some things to do this week. So blessing and shout out to my boy Dev, you know. Yeah. Got to keep it moving. You know, he, he, he had a, he had some obligations so yes. he'll be back next week <laughs> definitely definitely um as for my week should i go i really was busy just podcasting a lot man i had a lot of different interviews for different people that are really cool i interviewed um an activist named daryl davis who's a pretty cool guy when the interview comes out you guys should definitely check that out he's an activist who's he's, he's a musician and an activist but he's known for He's an African-American male who's gotten 
clan members to actually leave the Ku Klux Klan. Well, that's always good because that's a terrible thing. But let's not go into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's it's been a pretty interesting week with interviewing Kim, interviewing another interview that was really good that I won't talk about because this is a rated PG podcast. <laughs> also, you said you've been podcasting a lot this week. When aren't you podcasting? That's another good point. <laughs> I'm always podcasting. <laughs> what have you been playing this week, though? I haven't been playing that much. The only thing I played this week on a regular occurrence was Death Stranding. And I maybe played that two or three times a week. I've enjoyed I'm still enjoying it a lot. I I like the fact that the the game kind of, when you go out to the world to go do your deliveries and stuff like that, if you're not properly prepared, it kind of punishes you for it. So it's, it's like every time you go out, you have to prepare. In the right way, like, you know, you have to maybe carry ladder, a ladder or so, or you have to carry rope and stuff. And if you don't carry these particular items or the right amount, you won't, it'll be a lot harder to access areas. But you also have to be aware of your weight. Because if you carry too much weight, you're going to be weighed down. It's going to take you a long time to get there. It's a lot of interesting things the game does that I like a lot in terms of. I won't say it's a difficult game, but it's a game that you have to really think about what you're going to do and how you're going to plan out for things. Because like I said, I think I talked about it last week that um, my, originally my plan was to take the little the bike and ride to the areas, but it's not that simple because of the terrains, certain areas that the bike can't really access to, and it doesn't necessarily help you all the time, I guess, until you get to those areas where you can build bridges and stuff like that and make it more accessible to bikes. It's kind of... Almost like the bike is not helpful. Yeah, I feel that. Speaking of difficult games, I picked up Code Vein this week, and that is a very strange game. Um, y- you know, it's uh, it's anime Dark Souls, I guess. It's also I was va- just gonna say that it's it's also vampires. So you know, there's that. Um. And I also picked up Concrete Genie, but I'm not very far in that either. I I, uh, I, I want to. I want to ask you about Cold Vein because there is a very conflicting issue in that game with, with you in terms of it's that weeb nonsense that you always say. Yeah. But it's vampires and you like vampires. I, I love so vampires, so but I hate weeb nonsense. And literally this game is entirely weeb nonsense so far. I don't understand the story except for the fact that like essentially the premise is that like, hey, you died. Now you're a revenant. Also, you have no memories. Oh, your closest friend is literally wearing what looks like tattered leggings and nothing else. And it's like, how is this useful? You're in a dilapidated post-apocalyptic environment, and you're wearing literally a hooded cape and what looks like tattered leggings. How is that? Let me ask you this. Is your closest friend a girl? (laughs) Yes. Yes, because anime... Yeah, the trope that every girl has to be almost half naked and have thirty feet boobs. Hey, hey, D- Delvin, you can run around in a bath towel. Yeah, see, yeah, that sounds like anime nonsense to me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can also run around in a bra and very tiny shorts. Yeah, that sounds accurate. <laughs> <laughs> also, hey. We're going to ask you what you want to design your face like. Oh, but you'll be wearing a gas mask for most of the game. 
Now that's weird. <laughs> like literally they're like, hey, design your face. Oh, you wanted to give your face some nice facial scarring or stuff like that? No. Whenever you're out in the environment, you'll just be wearing a gas mask. Wow, that's weird. I guess this, I'm assuming it's for the cutscenes, like later, later in the game, maybe. Uh, no. Essentially, the uh, the thing is that like there's like a fog around the world that like you can't breathe or like you become lost, and lost is like the enemies, which is like, all right, so this is straight up just weep nonsense, huh? Uh, <laughs> and, and then, uh, literally also you can give yourself cat ears and a tail and anything else you might want, because again, this is weep nonsense, so I guess nothing applies. Uh, <laughs> on the other hand, Concrete Genie is pretty fun when I've played of it so far. Uh, I literally started it yesterday, or I guess I should say Friday, because it's Sunday now. I started it Friday evening and i haven't got very far oh also apologies for not you know streaming because i said i was gonna stream this week and then i kept passing out so there's that um <laughs> i went like 14 years without getting sick and i guess i actually can get sick now so there's that uh i just sleep a lot when i get sick and then the next day i'm fine so you know, you know that's a thing um I have one trophy left to get the platinum for Resident Evil 2, and I'm very frustrated with it, because it's literally fourth survivor, which is like, hey, you know those infinite ammo weapons you unlocked through beating the game in specific ways? Yeah, you can't use those. Here, have this very limited amount of pickups. Now, go from the opposite direction the game starts, so instead of starting from like, hey, you're trying to get to the police station and then escape, no. You're trying to get from the sewer to the police station, and then you beat the game. And that's how that works. And it's very annoying. Ah, it's very interesting. You're being kind of punished <laughs> for, for <laughs> cheating, essentially, in the game. Hey, to, to, to be fair, the way Force Survivor works is you don't unlock it until you beat the game on the second run. So, for those who've never played a Resident Evil game... Uh, Resident Evil 2 is kind of different, because uh, I don't think Resident Evil 3 has this. I never got the chance to play it, so uh, we'll get into that. Um, but, yeah. like, uh, the way it works is that, like, there are two different characters to play as in this game. There's uh, Leon Kennedy and um, Claire Redfield. And depending on who you choose to play as first, it's considered Scenario A. Now, the canon scenario for Resident Evil 2 is that you play Le uh, Claire first which is Claire Scenario A, Leon Scenario B. You can choose to play however you like. That's just the way the canon, like, scenario is, is that, like, Claire makes it to the police station first, Leon second. But if you choose to do it the opposite way, it'd be Leon A, Claire B. Essentially, once you beat the game on Scenario A, you can go through it on Scenario B. Now, everything's pretty much the same. You have to do all the same things with a different character. The difference being is that Claire has access to different weapons than Leon. Claire has a grenade launcher, and Leon has a shotgun. Um, also, once you get later in the game, Claire has access to a... I don't know, I'm going to call it a miniature Tesla cannon, but it's really just like a shotgun that's useless. And Leon has access to a flamethrower. Uh, once you beat the game, 
again, like scenario A, and then you beat it again on scenario B, you get what's called the true ending, which is like a, a final boss you need to beat, and then the game ends. And after you do that, that's when you unlock Fourth Survivor. When you beat Fourth Survivor, you unlock different characters that you can play through in Fourth Survivor that are essentially different variations of Tofu. And each of them is meant to be more frustrating than the other. Like, there's one that oh. you unlock is, that is literally just like, hey, you have no, like, you have no weapons, you have nothing to stop zombies from biting you, just have an entire inventory full of recovery items. Go nuts. There's one that's like, hey, do you just want all grenades? Because you just got all grenades. And essentially, it doesn't matter which character you beat it with, um, as long as you beat it once, you get the trophy. And it's the last one I need for Platinum. And the other day, when I tried to do it, I made it to literally just before the courtyard, and died. So I'm, I'm a little frustrated. That's, that's my week <laughs> in games. <laughs> Hello, cat. Hello. The, I can, the cat has made it to the building. <laughs> uh, the cat is in the room. Here's the question of whether she's going to speak or not. <laughs> Speaking of questions, let's get to our questions this weekend. We have a lot. Um, first question is from the boy Kevin, PSVG Kevin, with PS5 Lumen. Was there anything you'd hope to see come to PS4 that never made it? Yeah, it's called Sunset Overdrive. That's a good answer. But but if we're talking features, yeah, I'd love the way that Xbox tracks achievements for PlayStation to track trophies, and uh, also for you know there to be an actual like timer on the application of like how long you've actually played the game, because you know Xbox does that and that's very helpful. So, okay, I have a couple of things. I'm gonna go a different route. I'm not gonna say a game because there's plenty of games I hope come to PlayStation Four, but that, that didn't come. But I'm gonna say one the CW app. Uh, that's not helpful to me. The CW app isn't available in Canada, so... <laughs> well, well, Canada sucks. They don't get anything they need to have. <laughs> hey, hey, that Xbox deal that came out this week for, like, five cents a day, which, that's a thing. You can literally get Game Pass Ultimate for five cents a day. Be that's pretty cool. Because, okay, I guess that's a way to pay for it. I'm not <laughs> sure your credit card company is going to be very thankful that you're being charged five cents a day to use Xbox Live. Um... But that deal's not available here because, again, Canada sucks, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the, C the CW app is what I think about. Because it's on Xbox, which makes it weird. The CW app, I want to say stuff like um, just all the apps that they just don't have. Especially now that PlayStation View is going. It's a lot of apps that they're just lacking in terms of what you watch. Like Sling TV. Um, Com Comcast has the Xfinity app. Ooh, here's one. How about Disney Plus actually have the 4K features that films are advertised as? Because they're not actually yeah. running in 4K, and they're not using HDR. It's like, hey, these films are 4K and HDR enabled, and you watch it, and your HDR button does not go on, and, uh, you know, you're, you're not actually watching it in 4K. You know how I know this? Because my mom watched Iron Man 1 the other day on her TV, and as soon as she popped it on, the HDR flickered on. And it's like, hey, you're watching this in 4K. I put it on on my PlayStation 4 Pro, and it just says Iron Man 1. It does not have 4K or HDR on it. Just like, y'all yeah. want to fix that, please? Because, like, yeah. that'd be nice. Yeah, I've learned to watch all of my 4K movies strictly on my Xbox One X because 
it's a vastly di- big difference. Ooh, high roller over here, Xbox One X, huh? <laughs> yes, I have. I have um both. Well, I have all the consoles now that I think about it. I have the I have the One S. I don't have the X because I didn't have seven hundred dollars when it came out. So. Oh yes, it was seven hundred dollars there, huh? Yeah, <clears throat> it wasn't that much. It was um five five hundred, so a little cheaper. All right, we got another question Again, from Twitter. We, we, got a- we get it. Canada sucks. Yes, that is true. Very true. We got a bunch of questions from Twitter. Let me start off with the list. We got um Mike Fowler on Twitter at Mike Fowler ninety three. This comes out before the game awards. He asks, so if Geo Corsi is excited for Sony's state of play, which I believe airs days before the game awards, what do you think Sony will have at the awards? He says he thinks we'll get an extended trailer or a demo of the state of play announcement. Yeah, uh, I'm going to defer this question to one of our stories of the week. You'll have to wait for an answer. Okay. And then he also um, asked, also to make the question a little better, what will be your dream left field pick for this year's announcement or Game Awards trailer? Yeah, hi. I'd really love that WB Montreal Batman game. Or, uh, hey, Insomniac just drops, hey, Sunset Overdrive available on PlayStation 4 now. Where is it? Give it to me. I need it. Inject that into my veins. Okay. My dream left field announcement for PS4, or PS5 for that matter, to be announced at the Game Awards is, um, I would like them to come out and say, hey, Mass Effect 4, we're doing it. It's coming soon. Commander Shepard's back. It's directly after Mass Effect 3. Maybe it's like, um, it starts off a little bit after that Mass Effect 3 and they tell the story of what happened directly after the game and kind of fix the wrongs of Mass Effect of Wow. I'm just going to let you know that that's not happening. Um, they can't, like, they're making a new Mass Effect game. That much has been announced. Like, that, it's literally like, hey, we're doing this. Um, you'll never see Commander Shepard again because they would have to choose a canon ending. And the only one they could go with is that, like, all technology was, like, you know, destroyed. And I'm not sure that makes a very good Mass Effect game in general. But also, that just kind of throws out the other endings that people chose. Um, which, you know, people got upset when they chose Commander... Sorry for hitting the mic. Um, <laughs> they That just kind of throws out other people's endings. And people got upset when they kind of like were like, Hey, you know, Femshep is canon. Like, other people who, <laughs> yourself included, enjoyed Mark uh, as male Shep were like, That's not right. It's like, that's not my Shepard. They'll they'll never do that. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know if we'll go the Andromeda route of like, hey, here's Mass Effect Andromeda two with like a better story and you know, uh, faces that work and also not a run that looks like you're, uh, you've gone to the bathroom in your pants and running down the stairs. I don't know if we're gonna go that route. We may go a completely different route. All I do know is that you will probably never see Commander Shepard again unless they do a remaster of the original trilogy. Which, given that EA said that they hope to release some remasters of fan favorites in 2020, uh, I'm hoping for the Mass Effect trilogy, I'm hoping for the Skate series, and I'm hoping for Dead Space. That's all I want, and I'll be a very happy girl. Um, That'd be a very nice announcement. Um, Given that they've already announced Dragon Age 4 
and that's still a couple years off. They're working on retooling Anthem and all that. I think it's going to be a long time before we see the next Mass Effect game. Yeah, most likely. But they could do two things. They could do either they could do a prequel story with Shepard telling his whole rise to power. Excuse me, I just said her whole rise. No, we're not not even going with that one. (laughs) We we, we, we are. Fem Shep is canon. Get used to it. Um, Nah, we're not rolling with that one. (laughs) Again, if if they do a prequel, they will obviously let you choose. But again, Fem Shep is canon. That's straight from Bioware's mouth. Get used to it. Um, You know. Bioware makes mistakes. Clearly, we've seen that with Mass Effect Andromeda. (laughs) We're not going there. I actually Uh, actually liked Mass Effect Andromeda for what it's worth. Um, yes, okay. It, it had some. It's good. It had some problems, but you know, it was good. Um, I'd like to see you, uh, you know, a unblock your trophies. This is the seventh week in a row <laughs> I've told you to do this, and B, I, I, would, I, I, tell you I challenge you to beat Mass Effect Andromeda on insanity, sir. I'm not doing that at all. But <laughs> I'll tell you what happened with that. I went to unlock my trophies, and they asked me for my password. I'm like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I said, I'm not sitting there typing in all these words. Get it's not that important to me. Get to it. <laughs> all right. Another question. We got to get to all these questions. And this is one of my favorite Twitter accounts. From the artist, the artist formerly known as White Delvin. That's his Twitter account name. That's my boy, Ken L. Expectations for Final Fantasy VII Remake. What's your expectations? Zero. Get that weeb nonsense. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. I never played Final Fantasy VII. The only Final Fantasy games I've played are literally 13, 13, 2, and 13, 3, and, you know, like five minutes of 15. And I will say what I said before. Uh, I liked 13, 1. I played maybe 10 minutes of 13, 2. I played maybe five minutes of Lightning Returns. Um, I love Lightning as a character. Could not get through the rest of her games uh, because 13 was an actual chore to get through. Also, I played five minutes of Final Fantasy 15 and I was already tired of like the bro nonsense story in that game. So I have zero, uh, zero expectations. I will say my boy Tyler Hecklin, uh, the artist formerly known as Lisa CW Superman, um, you, you know, uh, he is playing Sephiroth. So, you know. Uh, for those who enjoy oh, Final cool. Fantasy VII, uh, please enjoy the stylings of uh, Tyler Hecklin as Sephiroth. Also, uh, Cody Christian is uh, playing Cloud Strife in this. Um, he guest starred on Arrow, and I believe he's a wrestler. Uh, you know, it's I'm I'm glad it's there for those who want. I have no interest to play it. Um, I'll probably watch somebody else play through it. I don't know. Final Fantasy's never really been my thing. I just think some of the characters are really cool. Like, Tifa's cool. Um, and, like, her character design is cool. I obviously don't know, like, anything about her character because I've never played. But, uh, Lightning's cool. There's a couple others. But, you know. My whole expectation for the game is just to be played as good as it looks because it looks fantastic. I love Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII is, like, one of my favorite games of all time. And I. It looks like how I imagined it looked when I was a kid. So if it can give that same wonderment joy that it gave me when I was, whatever age I was, playing this game, when PS1 first came out, I'm happy. Like, this is awesome. I didn't think that it would look this good. 
I'm super excited for it. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Okay. Next question from the legendary Shogun. Metal Gear 6 on a new PS5. What do you think, Haley? I have a specific answer for this. Yeah, Metal Gear can go die in a hole. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, again, I think I've mentioned I'm not really into Kojima games. I know the next Metal Gear won't have Kojima involved. But if I've never played the other five, why would I play six? Uh, I'll definitely take that PS5, though. Thanks. You are in the minority, <laughs> to say this, to say the least, when it comes to this. Um, a lot of people like Metal Gear. A lot of people, I don't think, a lot of people will not be thrilled for Metal Gear 6 because Ko- Kojima's not a part of it. But I almost guarantee there's going to be a Metal Gear 6 or some version of that. There will coming. never be a Metal Gear 6. Konami tried to make a Metal Gear without Kojima, and that's how we got Metal Gear Survive. And I think we know how everybody reacted to that. Well, correction. They tried to use the same stuff they had from uh, Metal Gear 5 to make Metal Gear Survive, and it was trash. I think, I honestly think there will be a Metal Gear 6. I think... Del- Delvin, Konami hasn't made a game in like six years, and literally everything they have made has been pachinko machines. I think they have made. Didn't they make the um, Contra game? That was a re-release. What is it? The, the new one, Hard Corpse, I think it's called? I'm pretty sure that was a re-release. I think that's a new Contra game. I'm not sure, but we'll check on that later. But um, I think they will because Metal Gear is a popular franchise, and I think Konami has shown it. They don't, they're not completely out of video games yet. Hey, Silent Hill I, was a popular fr- franchise, and they made a pachinko machine of it and ruined the brand, so there was that. Also, also, Konami, I need to say this. If you're listening, you're probably not. Please stop making pachinko machines. Nobody's playing them. (laughs) But you can't compare Silent Hill to Metal Gear. I think people have so much love for Metal Gear. I think they kind of said, David Hayter kind of said that Konami approached him. It was a while back about being in another Metal Gear game. So I can really see them coming back, making a, a smaller budget Metal Gear game and slapping. It might not be that good. But slapping the Metal Gear name on it and because they own everything to it, so let it probably using the assets from five. Let it end. That's all I have to say. Well, that's probably should be the obvious answer, but I highly doubt that Konami is gonna do that. No, they'll just make a pachinko machine of it instead. They already have. <laughs> also I rest my case. The legendary show gonna ask another question is would Jet Grind Radio be a success on the PlayStation. I'm assuming on next gen as well as PS4. Jet Grind or Jet Set? Because Jet Set or Jet Grind, probably not now. Maybe back when they were originally released. Uh, but I don't know. I don't have the answer to this. I'm not a prophet. I, I think they could. I think Jet Grind and Jet Set Radio could be a success. But what do you def- define as a success? Like. Is Ratchet and Clank remake a success? Let's let's put it this way. Just don't have Square Enix levels of expectation because, you know, your Tomb Raider games did exceptionally well, but, you know, 7 million copies was it underperformed because, you know, I guess Square Enix thinks they deserve to sell 100 million copies of Tomb Raider. But you know, <laughs> yeah. don't have that. But, don't have that level of expectation, and you should be good. 
Yeah, I think a Jet Grind Radio sequel or remake could probably do pretty good on PlayStation. I think it'll probably sell close to a million copies if it's marketed correctly. And it's probably something that people kind of hungry for because they haven't gotten one of those games in a while. Oh, oh, Legendary Shogun has another question. What is the one game that has not been remade or brought to current gen that you would want to see before the new system comes out? This is a pipe dream because I know I'll never see it, but the uh, Activision Spider Ultimate Spider-Man game from the PS2, that'd be good. Um, there's a couple others from the PS2, but that's the one that always sticks out to me is it was really good. And it'll just never be remade because it's like A, a licensing deal, and B, Insomniac made a way better Spider-Man game anyways, so, you know. Yeah. I think, well, we already said it, Mass, either the Mass, the Mass Effect trilogy is top of my list, but if there's something that I'd probably want remade to come to PS4 that hasn't become a PS4, and it's something that we touched on earlier, I know you don't like the franchise, but Metal Gear 4. Metal Gear Solid 4. Guns of the Patriots. I will say that's the one everyone like talks about as like the best one. So like if they're going to remake one, that's probably the best bet. But again, yeah, I'm not really into that. I'm also not really into like Kojima games in general. I think we've been over this. So I think I think 4 in terms of like aesthetic and look probably would be the easiest to just like transfer over to PS4. And stuff like that. But yeah, that's the one I'd probably want to see. I, I, it's, I think it's a solid game. And I feel like when they did the Metal Gear Solid Legacy Collection, that's one that should have probably been added into it that never got added into it. But it is what it is. All right. I got another question from my boy Jason Army, who has a podcast called S Happens When You Party Naked. <laughs> you should go check that out. <laughs> he says, what retro PS games should people play on over their holiday breaks? Hit me with some pre-2000 PS RPGs that are baller. How can I play them in the game? Where are they available? All right, so what you got? Uh, you, you shouldn't play any of them. I don't know. I've never played any that of them. That is the wrong answer. I know it's the wrong <laughs> answer. I just wanted to see what your reaction was. <laughs> I literally have, like... L- no experience from like pre-2000 PlayStation RPGs. I'm sorry. I'm 24. I've literally, like literally PS2 was when I first like really got into PlayStation. I think I played Twisted Metal and, uh, you know, a little bit of like Crash Bandicoot on the original PlayStation and that was it. I'm sorry. How old were you in the 90s? You were like... Four? Uh, I was born in '95, so when the PlayStation One came I out, I was like, I was like nine months when the PlayStation yeah, so. One came out. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, this is more a more of a delicate question. Um, shoot, I'd say Final Fantasy VII is a good one to play. You can play that one on almost everywhere now. You can play it on the Switch. You can play it on the PS4. You can play it. If you want to get the PS Classic, you can play it on that. You can play it on the PC. You can play it on your iPad. That's a good one. Um, there are so many. Final Fantasy IX. Any of the um, Star Ocean series. A lot of these games are accessible on iPads and iPhones and almost everywhere. There's a lot of 
classic RPGs that I loved that was on the classic PS1. I missed those days of those type of RPGs coming out. And I, I just say, go on your, um, if you have a PS4, Jason, go on your PS4 and kind of just kind of scrunch through the, um, those PS1 games that they have on there for sale and stuff and go through those and just try to, I'll say Final Fantasy VII off rip. They had, they've got the Final Fantasy VII, what, remaster on there that's really good. And it's kind of a fun trip in nostalgia. Plus, they made it so you can kind of cheat. <laughs> so you can, like, um, I think you can read infinite um, power and stuff like that. So you can easily whiz through the game like that. So I think you should do that one. That's my choice. Okay. Another question from Retro, Retro Wrestling Review Podcast. And it's, this is a good one. I want to hear your opinion on the telly. When I, th- I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, by the way. When I think of Nintendo, I think Mario. When I think of Sega, I think Sonic. When I think of Xbox, I think Master Chief. In your opinion, what's the PlayStation's mascot? And is it Kratos? Yeah, I mean, it could be Kratos. But for me, personally, when I think of PlayStation, I think of Cole McGrath. Um, you know, where's my boy, Sony? Where's my boy? You know, where is he? Cole's dead. Uh, I'm sorry, did you see the end of Infamous 2? Did you see the canon end of Infamous 2? I'm sorry, his coffin got struck by lightning. Oh, I'm sorry, what was his conduit element? Oh yeah, that's right, my boy could control lightning. Where is Cole McGrath, Sony? I'm coming at you. Where is he? Um, Commander Shepard breathed, breathed at the end of his ending. Just saying. Her ending? Well, you... you, you <laughs> Um, no, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't really think they need one, to be honest, because, like, they've got so many different franchises. Picking, like, one is kind of hard to do. Um, whereas, like, yeah, Master Chief is noticeable for Xbox, but so is, uh, so is Marcus from Gears of War. Like, you could also say he's the Xbox mascot, right? Like... I don't know. There's so many, right? Like, there's... If you're thinking older PlayStation, there's Crash or Spyro, stuff like that. But if you're thinking, like, newer gen, there's, like, Cole. There's even Delson or Fetch. There's Aloy. There's Kratos. There's... There's so many. I It's hard to choose. Personally, for me, though, I would, I would go with Cole. But Kratos is a good second choice. I will say this. And I think you're kind of right. I think in the earlier days of PlayStation, it was kind of like Crash Bandicoot and Cloud at one point and things like that. Um, I think as time went on, it more or less became like a group showing. Like even if you look at like anything with PS3 and PS4 particularly, anytime they show PlayStation, they always show their biggest character. They don't just show like Master Chief like Xbox does or Mario or something like that. It's always a group photo of like Kratos, um, Nathan Drake, Aloy now, and um, just people like from their biggest games that people rec- resonate with. PlayStation is such a unique brand because they don't have necessarily one face because PlayStation is so beloved, which I think PlayStation doesn't get enough credit for. They have so many beloved characters in terms of like, for example, Somebody may not like God of War, but they love Nathan Drake. I'm sorry. If you don't like God of War 2018, you need to reevaluate your life. 
it is literally <laughs> one of my favorite games of this decade. That's all I have to say. Yeah, but that's the the, the beautiful thing about PlayStation that it kind of has different franchises that de- appeal to different people. Like Little Big Planet is one of them. Shoot, even Knack. There are people who like Knack, as crazy as that sounds. Well, Knack 2 for that matter, not Knack 1. I don't think nobody likes Knack 1. <laughs> My mic keeps muting itself after I unmute it, so apologies if I sit, go to say something and Delvin can't hear me. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody actually likes Knack. I think they're just being like posthumous, except small children, because that looks like a game that's perfect for them. Because See, it's, that's what I'm thinking. It's, it's just, like, it's just yeah. like a game of like, hey, kids! Get as much nonsense together as you can, and then, like, you know, beat the level. Um, that's kind of how that knack goes. Uh, you know, it's just, also, I want to reiterate that, like, if I'm saying you need to reevaluate your life, please no, I'm kidding. Like, not everybody likes every game. I just really love God of War from last year. Uh, yes, great game. Where's my sequel at, Corey? Come on. I know you're listening. Where, where's my <laughs> sequel, Corey? Definitely. All right. I got another question. Well, I got a lot. Do I have more? I think I have more. Yeah, I have plenty more. This is a funny one because I get the reference and you will not get in it at all. If you take a 75% chance of me winning at Call of Duty, if I were to go on a one-on-one with you, then take a 66 or two-thirds chance, I've got a 141 and a half chance of winning a death match. With that being said, how big is Marcus Phoenix penis? You want to repeat that question, and I need to reiterate, this is a family-friendly show, and you went with a joke about a penis? Oh, he, he, he didn't use penis, by the way. You said, you said, you said it. Yeah, no, he used the far worse word. I said penis because it's family-friendly. Okay, but you went with the penis joke on a family-friendly show. We're not, ans- I don't- we're not answering this. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't make the questions, sir. I just read them. <laughs> Much like uh, from Anchorman. I read them word for word. <laughs> I, I'm well aware. We're moving on and not answering this question. <laughs> Donnie, I'm sorry. <laughs> Paul Calico says, where the heck is Seth the goat? That's a good question. Where is Seth? Did you just say, what is Seth the goat? No. Where the heck is Seth the goat? I don't know. Is this the new Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Yes, it is. Where's Waldo with Seth the Goat? Um, I'm pretty sure Waldo is in the book Where's Waldo. It's in the, it's in the <laughs> title. I'm sorry. Is that too lame of a joke? No, that's a bad joke, but it's okay. That, that's, like, that's like me yesterday when a bunch of tires came off the truck and I asked my coworker if he was tired. They should have immediately fired you for that joke. They should have told you to get off the premises, handed you your stuff, and threw you off the property for that terrible joke. <laughs> but shout out to Seth. Everybody check him out on at Seth Joseph Roy on Twitter. He's a good dude. All right. Another question from the Harper at the Harper on Twitter. Why can't I add YouTube TV app to PlayStation 4 now that PSV is being discontinued. This is what we talked about earlier. Um, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to add a bunch more video apps once, like, it's actually discontinued. Because I don't know if you remember, but, like, uh, PlayStation and Disney signed that agreement to, like, you know, make original content. Um, 
which means that, like, a lot of stuff's coming. But, like, I also need to say, like, you guys are complaining about not being able to add YouTube TV. I will tell you the video apps that I have access to as on the PlayStation. I have access to Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, and Disney+. Plus. That's what I got. Also, I've got access to YouTube, obviously, but, like, or Twitch. But I don't have access to our streaming services here. I can't have Crave on my PlayStation, yet I can watch it on my Xbox, and I'd rather watch it on my PlayStation, because that's just who I am. But I can't watch that. Um, I don't have access to, like, HBO Now or anything like that here uh, on the PlayStation. Uh, you know, I don't have access to... I, I mean, I know it's not available here, but I don't have access to the Hulu app or anything like that. Like, y'all are complaining about, like straw man arguments now um i'm sure it'll come eventually uh you know it's just a matter of like things needed to be updated oh there was the original like rogers streaming service uh show me which that was there for a while then it got discontinued and uh now it just sits in my download list as something that's like hey download me and i'm like why would i download this it's like it it doesn't work anymore you can't get mad at us because canada sucks us Americans want the final things in life. <laughs> it's not our fault they didn't give y'all three apps and tell y'all good luck. Blame your president or your prime minister, whatever the heck they call him. I'm pretty sure blaming Justin Trudeau for things that he has no control over doesn't work. I will blame him for other things, but we're not getting into that because this is not a political show. That is true. <laughs> I have a few more. Well, I got a lot more questions here. One of them I'm going to save to last. Because it's going to touch on on uh, another topic, so I'm gonna skip over this one from now. It's from Crystal Storm. She's a great person. You should listen. You should um check out her book called The Sanarchy Series. It's a really good book. But we'll get to her question last because it's going to be a perfect question to ask. This question is specifically for Coach Hawk, and it just says Madden 20 with the show of the struggle Boshi. I'm sorry. You want to repeat that last bit because I literally understood it's, none of that. It's from my boy from the Royal Cut podcast. He just says. Madden 20 with the shoulder shrugs emoji. Like, is so do you play Madden 20, 2020? Let me tell Madden your game. Have you played sports games? Let me tell you the only sports game I own is NHL 19, and I only own it because it came with the new PlayStation. I think I- Can you hear me? Yeah, he know. Okay. Uh, apologies. That's going to be fun for you to edit. Um, <laughs> uh, you know. The only sports game I currently own is NHL 19 because it came with my new PlayStation. Um, so there's that. Um, and then, uh, you know, I've dabbled here and there because I have EA access, so like I can play whatever. Um, specifically, not really. Um, I'm one of those gamers that's like, hey, I'd love to play sports games, but uh, where are my women at? Where are they at? Give them to me. I. It's like the NBA games. I wasn't really interested in them until they started putting, you know, the women's modes in. The, and now FIFA has them as well, except I'm terrible at soccer, so probably won't see me playing that much. Um, I, I say this as someone who played soccer for, like, 11 years and then coached it for three, so there's that. <laughs> um, well, you know. I will say this. There is no in a, there is no women's football league. Well, there is, but I don't think you want to be playing that places. I, I, the... I know what you're. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not gonna play that. Um, exactly. I, I'm excluding NFL from this conversation because I definitely understand there being no women's mode in that. Um, 
you can be a woman in NHL. Uh, the difference being is they still refer to you as a dude, which is like, how, how did you mess this up? You can literally create a female character in NHL and play in the pros, and they'll still go, he scored this. That's a little weird. And it, but it, I know, it's um, like, hi, my name is Haley. Um, you know, my character's name is Haley because I literally just made myself and I'm scoring goals and you're still calling me he. Hmm. I think you screwed up there a bit, EA. Yeah. Uh, I know NBA Live does a good thing because they give you the actual WNBA to play as. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. And FIFA does the same with the women's... Uh, the stuff, but that only started with FIFA in eighteen, and uh, sorry, in seventeen, sixteen or seventeen. It was one of those, and NBA only started with uh, NBA Live, nineteen. But I know that uh, NBA Two K still doesn't give you the women's league, no, and anything like that. And Two K is objectively the better basketball game. So you know, as soon as they start putting it in, maybe I'll play them. Um, okay. To answer the original question, um, I haven't played Madden 20 yet, but I like Madden a lot. Madden series is very good, and it's always consistently be good, been good. And I like that they added a story mode to it. So I think I'll be picking up Madden when it gets cheaper. I think at one point it was twenty nine ninety nine, so I'll probably pick it up in a couple weeks. But Madden is definitely a good game. You say twenty nine ninety nine, I say forty five dollars. Oh God, Canada sucks. <laughs> All right, here's a fun question for both of us that we all, I think we both like. From my boy from the Above the Rim podcast, my boy Just Blaze. Do you think The Last of Us 2 could be better than Part 1? Yes, 100% yes. That'll be difficult, but yes. To be, to be different than you, I'm going to say, it could be, but I don't think people will see it that way. Because The Last of Us is one of those games that's so beloved by so many, it's going to be hard to top. Here's 100% why it can be better than the first one because I get to play as my girl Ellie for the entire game. So there's that. Um, because I'll be honest, when I originally saw like the first footage of the game or whatnot or the first announcement, I thought you would literally be playing as Ellie. Like that's how the game went. Now, granted, I love the first one. Um, though everybody should know by now that I have the platinum for The Last of Us. I've played through that game about 97 times, and you know for sure I'm gonna play through it again. Um. Before The Last of Us 2 comes out. And y'all know I'm going to play it on stream. And I'm going to torture myself at the same time. And play it on Grounded. So y'all can have fun watching me struggle with that. Twitch.tv slash Um, You know. Now that's some good marketing baby. <laughs> good job. <laughs> um, you know. I'm thinking I'll probably start that in January. Uh, just because right now with work and retail. You know. You know how that is. Um, but. Uh, no, I mean, like, the winter section is consistently, like, one of my favorite parts, except for the part where you have no weapons and you're running through the snow. Um, there's that. But other than that, like, the winter section, that small bit where you're playing is Ellie, um, and, you know, like, that's, it's it's my favorite, because, like, I'm not gonna spoil it, because there's consistently still people who've never played it, but there's a part in the game where, like, you're... You're walking around with Joel, and essentially something happens. I'm not going into it. Um, and then the next thing you know, you're just by yourself as Ellie. And it's like, oh, oh no, what happened? And then the winter section like delves into it, and it's really good. And then it just, it's consistently one of my favorite parts of the game. 
because it's difficult. Like you start it and you have no weapons, and then you collect them as you go, and it's really good. And Ellie as a character is so good, and she's so terrified the entire session. You feel terrified, and then it gets to a part where it just becomes annoying for a little bit because you know, um, essentially, like you've got all these weapons, and then they get taken from you, and you're on your own. Um, so it happens to be one of my favorite areas of the game, and it's gonna feel like that the entire game this time, just based on the promo images and that. And also, I need to say, as like part of the LGBT, you know, community, uh, it's very nice to have a character you can see yourself in. Um, Ellie is one of my favorite characters of all time, just for that reason alone. So it's very nice. Um, that will probably paint me in a bad light to some people, and I apologize for that. Uh, hopefully nobody in our audience, but anybody who, you know, if this gets posted on some site or whatnot. Now, let me say this. I think people need to realize that representation in, in all media is very important for people. And I think it's dope that you can see yourself in a character like Ellie. And I feel like that's what makes gaming awesome. The fact that we have characters that um we can see ourselves in. And the diversity in video gaming is very important to me. And it should be important to everybody. Because after a while, the generic white dude is boring. And it's not to say that there's nothing wrong with generic white dudes. But you want to see yourself in diversity. Like one of my favorite movies of last year was um Spider-Man. Um, into the Spider-Verse because the cast yo, of it was so diverse. Yo, my boy Miles, one of my favorite Spider-Man ever. Now, granted, I say this as like my absolute favorite Spider-Man is Gwen is like Spider-Gwen, but my boy Miles hardly gets any representation, so to see him headline his own movie was absolutely fantastic, and I cannot wait for the sequel. Um, Also, the way that the Spider-Man game, you know, introduced him and you actually got to play as Miles was fantastic. I think that is very important. Because like I said, when I saw Into the Spider-Verse for my son, he's part Hispanic, part black. He saw himself in Miles Morales. And I think that's dope. And the fact that you have characters like that, not only in movies and stuff, but in video games, it's awesome to see how far video games have come. I know it's an Xbox, ex- I know it's an Xbox exclusive, but this is another reason why I'm so excited for Don't Tell Me Why. Uh, or Tell Me Why, sorry. Uh, dot nods game uh just because as a trans woman it's i know it's like the game is you're playing as like a trans man but even still to have a character like that being a mainline at like you know developers game i'm very excited um so there's that that this is this is why i love ellie so much is just because like yes it was revealed in dlc that she's gay but she kind of got the sense that she was just based on that scene i'm not this isn't really a spoiler if you've never played the game uh i'm sorry you've had uh you know you've you've had about six or so years uh the game came out in 2013 so this slight spoiler if you haven't played i apologize there's a scene where you're on like where they're in the truck on their way to pittsburgh um and ellie's looking through some things she stole from Bill, which is a character you'd meet uh, yeah. in the game, and essentially she's looking through a porn mag, and she goes, "Whoa! How would how does he walk around with that?" And and <laughs> and Joel goes, "What are you looking at?" And and she goes, 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the big deal is. And uh, and that's that's like, huh? You know, for someone her age to be like, what's the big deal? I was like, huh? I wonder. And then in the DLC, it became like a thing, and I was like, ha! Huh, all right, cool. Glad to know I called it. My favorite thing from that scene, though, is when Joel goes, Ellie, I don't think you should be looking at that. And she goes, oh, why are the pages all stuck together? And and Joel <laughs> goes, uh, and she goes, relax, dude. I'm just with you. Uh, there's a swear word in there, but again, family-friendly show, so I'm not going to say it. But that's one of my favorite lines she has in that entire game. It's just like, why are the pages all stuck together? And Joel just, like, gets all nervous and like, uh. <laughs> all right. Next question from at Alan Trehearn. PSX, cool or nah? What do you think of PSX? PSX was cool, but uh, where is it? It's uh, it's been about three years. I don't think I think it's dead. That's what I have to say. I think it's dead. I love PSX. I like when they did it. I feel like it's something that definitely should come back. And. It's just, it's something that PlayStation needs to do, man. I feel like when they was doing that, they were on all cylinders. I loved it. I miss it. I wish it would come back. I mean, so do, so, so do I, but, uh, you know, I, I, I don't feel like it's coming back. At least not this year. You know, it's a little late for that. Um, you know, it's, we're recording this on December 8th. Um, you know, the day that Crisis on Infinite Earths begins. I know I haven't mentioned that all show and everyone's probably surprised, but I'm very excited for tonight. Um, there, there's that. Um, but like, uh, by the time this goes live, it's the day before the Game Awards. Um, I feel like it's a little late to be announcing a PSX show. Um, y- you know, unless they're gonna hold PSX in January. But no. Um, if it comes back, it'd probably be next year. But I doubt it. Um, I feel like it was good for a while, and then like the second year they did it, there wasn't really any announcements. It was all just like, hey, we're just sitting around talking. Which was cool, because a lot of the panels were really good. Like, there was the Last of Us panel and stuff like that. But they weren't really useful to, like, the common fan who didn't care about that stuff. Um, Which, granted, PSX was more of, like, a hardcore uh, fan event. But for those of us who couldn't attend the event, watching the press conferences at home, or, like, the the roundtables at home, wasn't really as interesting as being in the audience. I loved them, but I don't know. It feels like a bygone thing. Kind of like the way XO19 felt not great. It felt like it could have just been like an extra long show of uh, Inside Xbox. So. Yeah, that that's a good point. All right. Crime and Music has a question for us. Any information on GTA 6 would be appreciated. <laughs> I, I, I got nothing for you. I don't know if you know this, but like, we're kind of an indie podcast. We're not like industry insiders. I mean, I wish. I'd love to work in Speak the industry. All right. <laughs> you want to spill your secrets there, sir? Um, it's, GTA 6 is coming. I, <laughs> I think that much was obvious. Um, I will say uh, if GTA 6 comes out and it's three white men protagonists again, I'm going to be mad. I think. We, well, five wasn't three white men protagonists. You get what I'm saying. It was you, two and one black okay, guy. How about I put it this way? If there's not a woman protagonist as one of like, if it's three playable characters again, and one of them isn't a woman, I'm going to be mad. You've had six GTA games. Get with it. Um, I think a woman protagonist would be dope, by the way. Um, 
if it's just one playable character and it's a white dude, I'm gonna be mad. Um, I w- if it honestly, I would like to see GTA go someplace that has never gone before. Uh, you will never see it leave the United States, um, because the United States is, uh, you know, kind of it's backdrop. Um, it's a satirical take. Which, granted, I think they've been like, hey, you know, like. News moves too fast now. It's kind of hard to be satirical, but that's the perfect environment for a GTA game where yeah. like everything is like this seems like it could be real, and then you put it in a GTA game, and they're like, "Is this too far?" Because you know, um, I think really the only thing too far that GTA has done was that uh, you know, scene in GTA Five where like you're li- literally straight up waterboarding a guy. So there's that. Yeah. Um, uh, but like that's the only thing I think they've done. But no, like you had two white dudes as two of your uh, playable characters in GTA 5, and uh, GTA 3 was a white dude as well. Vice City was a white dude. Um, I think it's time to let other... uh, 4 was Armenian. That's a little different. Yes, but point being, I think it's time to let a woman take the role or someone, you know... I wouldn't mind it. I think it'd be cool to have diversity in GTA. I like them. I like all the GTA games. I like the satire in them. I, I, I want to see a different direction for that series, but not necessarily like going because off. Because depending on where they put the game, like if it's in the current, dude, the clothing options, if you were playing as a lady, would be fantastic. Um, also, because if you're playing in the 80s, the clothing options would be fantastic. Pretty much anywhere you put a woman protagonist, the clothing is fantastic. Um, I I seriously think if they make another Red Dead and they make the protagonist like they should make the next protagonist for uh, Red Dead Sadie because again, it'd be fantastic. That would be cool. Like, you know, it'd be it'd be absolutely fantastic. It's just like you have more options when you do it that way. Um, now that said, if it is another white man protagonist, that doesn't mean I'm not going to play the game. Like, I, I yeah. love Grand Theft Auto. It's my jam. Uh, I just would really like to play as a woman in the story. And I agree. And final question for the questions field episode of this podcast, because it's been a lot of questions, and we've been going for a while with these questions. Wow, I just realized how long we've been going for, and we literally haven't gotten to any of our stories yet. Oh, man, this is yeah. going to be a, a, a long show, people. Strap in. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's not going to be that long, but we, we'll we get through the stories. But um, final question, I think this leads into our stories. What are you guys' predictions for the Game Awards? Do you think Jedi Fallen Order is better than KOTOR? Knights of the Old Republic, by the way. And that's from Crystal Storm. Uh, I never played Knights of the Old Republic, so sorry. But yes, Jedi Fallen Order is fantastic. Now, in regards to Game Awards predictions, I got a couple, and I'm going to shoot straight fire here. Huh. Let me ask, let's, let's answer the... Um, the following order question first from my streamer. Then we'll get into the Game Awards question and go into that a little bit. But to answer your question, I have played KOTOR. I feel like KOTOR is a better game than Fallen Order because I like the story mode of it and stuff like that. But Fallen Order is an excellent Star Wars game. I love KOTOR. KOTOR is Bioware infused and it's awesome. Hey, I gotta ask, Delvin, have you actually finished Fallen Order yet? No, nah, not even close to finishing. I'm still, I'm still in... Deep into only game I've been playing is um, 
Death Stranding. Okay, then we're going to take an audible on this question. Delvin can't officially answer this question until he's beaten Fallen Order. Please ask it again in that a is, few weeks. That is not true at all. I can tell you just off of what, what my preference is. I, I enjoy KOTOR better, even though Fallen Order is a great game. When you finish the story for Fallen Order, I'm going to want your apology, please, written or, uh, you know. I guarantee you that won't happen because KOTOR is one of my favorite games of all if time. If it happens, you're going to buy me a game. How about that? I'll make okay. I'll make that agreement with you. I will make that agreement because I I, I like Kotor that much. If I don't, if I don't think if I finish Fallen Order, I don't think it's better than Kotor. I will buy you a game. You're gonna buy me Death Stranding if it if it uh, if, you, if, you, if it comes back that you were wrong because I think you're gonna come back that you're wrong. If I finish like I said, if I finish Kotor, if I finish Jedi Fallen Order, and I don't feel like it's better than Kotor, I will buy you Death Stranding. I will make that agreement right now on this podcast. <laughs> That is fun. Because, I, like I say, I love KOTOR. <laughs> All right. I feel you. So, let's get into the, um, shoot, let's get into the Game Awards. What's your predictions for the Game Awards before we get into these, these stories? Cause... Uh, so, they've said there's going to be about 15 new reveals and a couple updates on some games. Um, I'm definitely expecting either the new WB Montreal Batman game. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Um, or the WB Harry Potter game that was like leaked a couple years back, and then just we haven't heard anything about since. I I think the Harry Potter game will be the one that's revealed. I don't think they're gonna reveal both of them at the thing. I don't think they'll reveal the Harry Potter game and the Batman game will probably be revealed at LB three. That's my prediction. Prediction for that. I would be shocked if it's not the other way around, just based on the teases for um, that WB Montreal's been making with their Twitter accounts and the Batman Day stuff. Um, I feel like the Harry Potter game is more of like a launch game for PS5 and the next-gen Xbox. But, you know, who knows? We'll see. Um, you know, uh, probably EA might tease one of the remasters because they've said those will be released. Um, they've already announced that... Um, uh, the leaked photos from Resident Evil Three or whatnot—that will not be at the Game Awards. Um, as that's an E three thing, probably. That is not an E three thing. That is literally happening on Tuesday. Um, I'm, what the Resident Evil remake thing? Yes, that will be announced at State of Play. There's a reason that the State of Play is happening at six a.m. Pacific time. They they said it's gonna be Resident Evil Three already, dude. Geez, that seems like soon. Delvin, Delvin, the Resident Evil Three leaked photos. Came, yeah, I saw the leaked came, photo. Yeah, but they came from the PlayStation Store listing. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll that'll say it. <laughs> and also, also, literally after that was revealed, um, uh, Daniel Zomad and like Nebelian were like, "Huh, be real weird if this was announced at an event before the Game Awards, and then Sony announced their state of play for Tuesday morning. You're gonna see Resident yeah. Evil Three at." Uh, the final state of the play for the year, and then you'll probably get an update on like Ghost of Tsushima there and stuff like that. Um, just to be like, hey, this game exists, but we're not going to give it a release date so, until the last of us. So days. now I'm really curious about that because didn't they announce the Resident Evil like multiplayer game? They did. And isn't that coming soon? Uh, I hope not. I hope it goes away and never comes back. Uh, we don't need Resident Evil multiplayer because the last four of them have been awful. Um, you you know. Uh, give me that Resident Evil 3 remake. Um, Nemesis looks fantastic, and I'd love to get my pants scared off again. Um, 
anybody who watched me play through Resident Evil 2, I appreciate you, because you saw me get scared a couple times. Uh, also, I should note, I am when I'm streaming, I'm not very family-friendly. Apologies for that. Um, I do get scared, and I do swear a lot. Um, <laughs> but I restrain myself for the show. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't really know what to put on it. Like, I'd love for EA to come out and be like, hey, here's that Mass Effect remaster, or hey, here's the Skate Collection remaster. Give it to me. Because you're clearly not making Skate 4, and I want Skate 4, so I'll take that remaster. Um, y you know, uh, you know, maybe even a new Mirror's Edge game, something like that. I don't know, it's it's hard to say, right? Because, like, we know, I know that one of the games, um, Kind of Funny Games Daily gave this on, um, Info on Friday. Uh, we know that one of the games that's being revealed is gonna be from Riot, um, the makers of League of Legends, um, but other than that, there's still a bunch else to reveal. Now, remember, the last Game Awards is where Far Cry New Dawn was revealed, stuff like that. And there are a bunch of Ubisoft games to come out next year. There are now five AAA games, one of which is going to be the new Assassin's Creed, but I still feel like it's too early for that to be, have been announced. One of which will probably be a Splinter Cell or a Far Cry or something like that. One of which is Watch Dogs Legion. Um... There's a bunch to come out next year for Ubisoft, so we'll see. You know, what do you think? I think we'll get a lot of cool trailers. If I would take a guess, I would say we'll probably get a, a one more trailer for Final Fantasy before that releases, like because you know they like to do that type of thing. Um, I think I think we're gonna get some cool reveals, but I'm really I'm really thinking that they hold back a lot of stuff for PS5. Like I I can honestly see like Splinter Cell being announced. For PS5, when it comes to Ubisoft, like, hey, here's Splinter Cell for PS5 or Xbox, whatever they're going to call the Xbox. Or they, I don't think we're going to get any substantial, maybe we will, I hope we get some really big substantial announcements for next-gen systems. Like, one, I would like a name for the new Xbox, for one thing. If you're going to just call it Scarlet, call it Scarlet. I would like to see... Scarlet or Lockhart, they're both a thing, so... Yeah. I would like, if Pie in the Sky Dream is, I would like to see the console maybe or even a name for it or something like that. Just give us some kind of cool details, like letting us know that we're leading to next gen. Like, if, the thing about, um, it is, it feels like the Game Awards always give us something really cool. Like, they had the one big moment when they had PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo on the stage at one time. Or like last year when cool. they had uh, when they had Kratos' voice actor tell Atreus' voice actor to read it, boy. Yes, exactly. I feel like they always give us these cool, unique moments. So I'm just looking forward to that type of stuff. I want to see what kind of surprises they bring to the table. I'm also very interested in the whole controversy behind Death Stranding because you've seen that, right? We're not getting into this. I got into it with Chris McCracken from Married to the Games. Well, I don't want to get too. I don't want to get too far into that. But no, 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 thing, no. I, think I I got very heated about this, and I would like to apologize yeah. to Chris on air. Um, I meant no disrespect. Um, but essentially the gist of it is that like Kojima is on the awards board. Um, but I don't think he has a vote. I don't know. I still think it feels a little inside baseball for Destiny to be nominated for as many things as it is. That's all I'm saying. Um, I don't really want to yeah. get into a fight with anybody. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's a whole other story. But it's, it, that's a whole, like I said, that's an interesting thing 
Because if you ask me, I think it, I think it deserves to be there. But I can see where the conflict of interest arrives at when it comes to that game. Because the Game Awards have literally hyped that game and Kojima forever now. But we don't want to get into that right now. Let's get into some um some of the, some of the news. Cause we've been we're almost over an hour now. <laughs> uh, we are over an hour. We're sitting at an hour and six minutes, according to my recording. So, state of play is coming up. What's your expectations for? It? Uh, we're probably like I said this is definitely where Resident Evil Three remake is going to be announced. Uh, just based on the time, this is happening at uh six a.m. Pacific time, which is nine a.m. Eastern. Um, and I believe it's like really early in Asia. This is in Japan. This is like straight up being announced so that Resident Evil remake is not like leaked anywhere else before it comes out. Uh, before like the news about it comes out, uh, we're probably gonna get a trailer for Ghost of Tsushima just so it's like, hey, this game exists, but we're not gonna give you a release date until after Last of Us. Um, maybe a couple updates about games like they just released the christmas dlc for um or i shouldn't say dlc it was an update that gave you like christmas themed paint strokes for concrete genie um i've only found one of them so far they're pretty cool essentially uh it uh because i just started and one of the you know the grass paint stroke you get at the beginning of the game yes i do when you paint it uh, instead of it being grass now, it's all a bunch of presents, which is really interesting when it tells you to paint grass, and instead of grass, it's all presents. Um, but, you know, uh, maybe a couple updates like that, nothing too big. This is the final state of the play for the year. I don't know. I don't know where to get. Okay, cool. Um, it's gonna be really interesting to see how that turns out. A quick, quick couple other things. I wanna go, PlayStation's having an end of the year sale, which is really cool. So go on to PlayStation blog or go on to PlayStation store check that out. Hold on. If we're going to talk about the end of year sale, we need to talk about the fact that uh, South Park The Fractured Butthole is on for like 15 bucks in the States or $20 here. Um, even if you're not really into South Park, it's like a really good game to play. Um, it's it's, it's really good. I'm not into South Park at all, and I'm going to pick it up. Um, they've got a bunch of stuff on there. Like they've got the original Life is Strange. They've got, uh, you know, Red Dead Redemption Two's on sale. Uh, I feel like I'm just hawking for PlayStation here at this point, but you know, uh, yes, you are. This is a PlayStation show. Um, you know, uh, there's a bunch. Like the I know it's not really the best Assassin's Creed, but Assassin's Creed Unity is on for like nine dollars. Um. You know, go on the PlayStation yeah, Store yeah, and check yeah, out. Yeah, There's yeah, a yeah, lot of stuff yeah. on there, to say the least. <laughs> let's let's get into the, the things that's dropping this week. Then we're gonna go into the 25 years of PlayStation because I think that's the actual important thing we can talk about. We can talk about our 25 years and enjoying it. But dropping on the PlayStation Store this week, the notables is Ashen. Have you heard I, of Ashen? Uh, uh, it looks interesting. Not my type of game. I'm uh, far more curious about the one underneath it. Black Sad. Uh, what is that? You're that's an, the second game. You're an Only anthropomorphic cat that's a detective in like 1950s LA. Uh, game looks weird. That's all. Like, have you seen the trailer for this? No, I haven't. Now uh, I have to look it up. You're an anthropomorphic cat detective. Um, game looks really weird. 
So it's your cat. It's your cat basically has uh, a video no, game. Because now. my cat is A, not a dude, and B, also uh, brown and white and not black and white. And anthrop- anthropomorphic. Yeah. yeah. Last I checked, my cat's not anthropomorphic. I'm, I'm sure she wishes she was, because then she can tell me what she actually wants instead of just yelling at me for hours yeah. on end. Your cat is secretly Detective Pikachu. She just uh-huh. doesn't let you know. <laughs> All right. The final thing I wanted to talk about was um, what you mentioned earlier. 25 years of PlayStation. 20, PlayStation celebrated its 25th anniversary. And we're on a PlayStation podcast. So I feel it's fitting for us to give some of our favorite memories of PlayStation before we go. So you give some of yours first, Haley. Again, I'd like to mention that the PlayStation brand is literally like only four months older than me. So my memories may not be as prominent as Delvin's. I would like to apologize in advance. I am the youngling. Um, I yes. think my one of my favorite memories was when I bought my PS3 because like it was, you know, it was a lot of money, and uh, I had to go halvesies with my brother. And then he broke it when he got mad. So then I had to, you know, buy my own. <laughs> Let me ask you this. How much was PS3 uh, it in was Canada? the same price. Our dollar was actually higher than yours at that point. Okay, so it was $600 yeah. still? Yeah. Uh, okay, our, so you didn't have to kill yourself. Our price equivalency didn't change until about just before the end of the generation for PS3. But games didn't actually go to like sixty nine ninety nine here or seventy nine ninety nine until a year into the PlayStation Four, um, because when I bought the PlayStation Four, it was three ninety nine, and I bought the PlayStation camera with it, which I no longer have, and I need to get a new one for my streaming setup. Twitch.tv slash Haley Zarel. Um, I'm going to keep reiterating that. Please come follow me so I'm not talking into thin air. Good job. Um, because that's kind of been my streams for the last few days. I've literally just been talking into thin air because nobody joins. Um, which, you know, that's fine. Not everybody has time. Just it feels weird talking to yourself, trying to make conversation. Um, but uh, I bought the camera with it and I bought Infamous Second Son. And it was about like 450 by the time it was done. If I try to do that now, it'd be about $500. Um, our price equivalency really, like, screwed things up. Uh, one of my other favorite memories was just, like, going to the midnight launch event for GTA Five and meeting the PlayStation rep, and I got, like, a bunch of PlayStation swag from it, so. Yeah, that's dope. Um, my favorite PlayStation memories is, um, just when I'm first getting it and playing games like Battlefield, Toshinjin, and feeling like, man, this is gaming. This is what gaming's supposed to be. Like, this is next gen. And now you look back at those games like, oh, this is kind of looks like crap. But it's just that feeling of opening up the first PlayStation and playing those games and playing Metal Gear Solid for the first time and feeling like this feels like big boy gaming. Because at the time, Nintendo and Sega were kind of doing kiddie stuff and safe stuff in terms of like I know Sega was kind of being trying to edgy with certain things and things like that but for the most part gaming felt like something that was going to be made, remade for younger audiences there wasn't nothing that was really like groundbreaking for adults maybe Mortal Kombat and stuff like that but it wasn't really thing too mainstream where PlayStation kind of normalized that in terms of you got games like Metal Gear Solid 
Silent Hills, Resident Evil. You got games that felt like they were more adult-oriented. I, I feel like PlayStation kind of brought that to the forefront. And even to this day, it's always had a good balance of games for everybody and games for an older generation. I think that's why, one of the big reasons why we still have gamers who are in their 40s and 50s still playing games. And I think PlayStation and PC, for that matter, plays a big part into that. I, I have so many great memories with PlayStation. Just remember playing Resident Evil 1 and going through that room where the dog bursts burst through the window and it scares the crap out of you and seeing that zombie for the first time. PlayStation has such a special place in my heart. Like We always talk about how Nintendo fans are diehard fans and they love Nintendo and they are such a diehard audience. But PlayStation kind of has that audience too that we don't necessarily talk this about. This is going to make some people mad, but most Nintendo fans I've met aside from Donnie are uh, kind of annoying with how into Nintendo they are. Um, Donnie does it to be, like, counterintuitive, I guess. Um, but, like, the way that some PlayStation fans are is exactly the same way that I found, at least here, um, this could be different in other places, that Nintendo fans are, because I have a coworker who literally won't stop talking about Nintendo even when nobody else is talking about games, we'll be talking about movies on the line and go, yeah, anyway, so Nintendo. Um, that's how most of them are. And <laughs> I feel like that's how some, like, PlayStation diehards are. Um, and it's just, you know, it's a thing. So, you know. I'm going to keep shouting yeah, you out, Donnie. I so. love... <laughs> I love PlayStation. I love... The fact that PlayStation has built so much for this legacy, like take it, like let's look at Greg Miller and Colin Moriarty, people that we know and love in terms of gaming. And where would they be without PlayStation? Like we wouldn't have Podcast Beyond or kind of funny for that matter, or without existing. Or Colin's Last Stand. Check it out. Very good. Yes, there's so many avenues of entertainment that comes from the PlayStation console and stuff that we love as gamers and I feel like PlayStation is important and I feel like it doesn't always get its flowers that it deserves for being awesome you know everybody loves Nintendo the nostalgia, nostalgia behind Nintendo whether it's Mario or Zelda and stuff like that but we, we PlayStation guys have that kind of thing too we have Nathan Drake we have Kratos we have things like we have the old Resident Evil games we remember playing in the old Polygon bit era we have the Crash Bandicoot I think that we're starting to see that that show now in terms of how people are gravitating towards the Crash Bandicoot games and the, the Spyro the Dragon games, games that were known from PlayStation, and people are rebuying them and getting and sharing their experiences with them. I think it's really cool to see that. Also, for those who are interested, there are two great articles, one on TheVerge.com about the 25th anniversary of PlayStation, and on the PlayStation blog where the studio creators named their favorite all-time PlayStation games. I think I highly recommend people check those articles out. It's awesome. So, Haley, is there anything else you want to talk about with this issue? On the 25 years of play? No. Just, uh, you know, um, very glad that after, you know, they kind of, like, screwed the network up when they first announced it. I'm sorry, for those who don't know, um... I'm apparently getting really tired because Delvin's been watching me rub my eyes for like five minutes straight. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to acknowledge I, it, but you I, did. Of course so. I'm going to acknowledge it because I sound tired now, right? Like you can definitely tell a difference. I don't know why. Um, I feel fine. 
but I also feel tired, so that's the thing. Um, you know, I'm just very glad that they finally, like, allowed people to change their usernames. Because going from what mine was before, I'm not going to mention it. It was the worst username. I could literally not play GTA Online at all. I would be hunted from one end of the map to the other. Immediately murdered. I'd spawn back in and it happened all over again. Um, being able to go from that to my username now, Haley Zarel, feel free to add me. Um, H, Z, and E are all capital, uh, lies, but other than that, it's, you know, it should find it whether you spell it with no caps or whatnot. Um, being able to, like, reference, you know, my brand being the superhero girl, um, you know, uh, <laughs> is very nice, um, instead of what it was before, because when I originally made my name, everything I tried was taken, and that was one of the first suggested things. I was like, alright, screw it, I'll just take that. And now I'm not tied to it anymore, and it's so nice. Definitely. That's a good way to end this. So that's going to do it for episode 9 of the PlayStation Experience Podcast. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Feel free to holler at us and give us a follow over at Twitter's at PlayStation XP. Or stop by the PSVG discords and holler at us and join in our shenanigans over yes, there. Yes, please, no. please, please come to the Discord there. and make sure that the PlayStation area is as lively as Nintendo because I'll say this every week until it happens. We do not want the PlayStation area to be the Overwatch area anymore. We would love for Overwatch to get its own channel um, because um, yes. it's very interesting when I'm at work and I get a notification that the PlayStation area of the of the discord has you know things to things to be seen in it and it's all overwatch related because um i'm not getting into this but uh overwatch is dead to me <laughs> it's been better this week so i'll say that but Haley, let people know where to find you and what you're working uh on. you know working on not passing out in front of delvin um you y- you know uh other than that uh Definitely going to continue to work on trying to get that platinum for Resident Evil 2. Uh, we'll probably stream. I'm off a lot more this week than I normally am. Um, this comes out on Wednesday, but uh, if you're listening to this, <coughs> apologies. Um, I will probably be streaming on Wednesday and Thursday. I might have a shift on Friday. If I don't have a shift on Friday, uh, we'll be streaming then as well. Um, definitely on the weekend as well. I am off this weekend. So, probably gonna stream some Cronkreachini. We might just jump in in the middle of the story because, you know, um, I haven't gotten very far, so essentially I'm still at the beginning of the game. Uh, we may stream some Code Vein if I feel like torturing myself. Um, you can follow me at Twitter, on Twitter, at ShepardZorrell. You'll probably, if you do, see me uh, screaming about Crisis on Infinite Earths this week, um, because that starts tonight as we're recording, and when this comes out on Wednesday, the first three parts will have aired already, um, and you can follow me, or add me on your preferred gaming platform of choice, at Haley Zarell, and you can follow me on twitch.tv slash Haley Zarell. Please come join my stream so I'm not talking to myself. <laughs> And you can check out Dev. He's not here, but I'm going to still shout him out. On Twitter at Dev, D-E-V-A-Tyus. So check out Dev. Give him a shout out. Let him know you love him. Good dude. And also check out the Stadia podcast that he does also as well. Um, 
Me, Devil underscore Cox. Check out the Devil Cox Experience whenever you get a chance or whatever podcast platform you listen to. And with that said, long live play.